Welcome to the second episode of Talking to Yourself. I am your host, Chris Chase. Before we get into the introduction of our guest, let's get some housekeeping things out of the way, shall we? First, I gotta say thank you so much to friends and well-wishers who send notes and texts and DMs about the premise for the show, the format of it, and my conversation with our inaugural guest, Joanna LaFleur. There's always a bit of risk when you put your ideas out there for the world, but the response has renewed my faith in humanity and a belief in betting on oneself. And a big thanks to Joanna, who by nature of saying it on that episode has influenced people to start calling me Doc, as in Doc Brown from Back to the Future. If you missed episode one, we're only at episode two, so scroll up or scroll down depending on what app you use your podcast and check that one out. Our guest on today's show is Donovan Bennett. Here's a bit of his bio. A multi-talented host, producer, and writer, Donovan is one of Canada's most prominent and progressive storytellers. Renowned for his unapologetic style and multi-platform dexterity, he continuously dares to challenge the status quo through influential content that intersects sports, race, politics, gender, and pop culture. You can find his written work on sportsnet.ca. You can also catch him on TV from time to time on things like Tim and Friends on Roger Sportsnet. And just this past week at the time of me recording this intro on City TV's breakfast television where he sat in as a co-host and he was spectacular. Make sure after this podcast to do a search on social media to see him singing on breakfast television. It was very good. And I need to make sure to say that I'm sure the most important thing about his bio that he would say is that he is husband to Kate and his father to his son, Desmond. And in our conversation, we talk about dealing with Twitter beef. We talk about his days in university, the rapper Nelly, Cabby Richards. And at the time of recording the episode, we talk about an opportunity that came his way to interview some guy by the name of LeBron James and some other adventures that were coming along his way. Okay, I know I'm talking a lot, but I got to get this quick story out. So Donovan and I, we've set up a day to meet. We set up a time to record. And I want to maximize our time together because I'm, I'm admittingly a bit nervous. I mean, he's been doing this for a living and I'm playing catch up in the podcast game after years away. So as we begin our conversation, I decide to hold off on pressing the record button until he feels ready to actually start recording. Donovan, he comes into the, the room and they were recording online and he comes out of the gate swinging. He is spitting jewels of wisdom from the get-go. And partway through a sentence, he stops and he says to me, I hope you're recording this part of our conversation. I sheepishly say no, because I was waiting to ask if he was ready. And his reply to that statement is the title of today's episode, which is, you always got to hit record with Donovan Bennett. Donovan, thanks so much for for joining joining me on uh, on talking to yourself. You are a a writer, producer, radio host, TV feature host, podcaster, award nominee. Um, there's other stuff too, but I mean, we could we could go on for days on on the accolades that you've been able to 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 achieve in your career. And there's so much more that that's going to be happening in 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 your life. And you have been like I think I said to you before we started recording. You've been a staple in in our home, in our home. Like we 
there's always the excitement when you're on 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 television screen. There's always excitement when we hear you on on the radio. There's always excitement when we see an article that we're my my wife and I we both uh, we both read, we both pay attention to, and you simply not only do you have a way with words, uh, you have a way of representing the best of us, uh, the best of 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 those in our culture, the best of writers, the best of, of, of sport and, and, and humanity. And it's, it's really great to have you uh, be a part of this podcast uh, today. It really is a privilege to be able to hang out with you for a little bit. Thank you. Well, there's been a consistent two views on my articles and my content. So now I, I know who those two people are. So I appreciate that uh, wholeheartedly. You're keeping the lights on in my crib. So thank you. That's 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 the plan. That is the plan. Because if, if you do well, then the rest of us hopefully can do do well uh, um, also. Um, mentioned earlier, like you you have um, you are on the the Twitter Twitter sphere, and most of your articles get shared by you and by Sportsnet um, where you work, and you have just an amazing way of intersecting both the sports and culture sports and race, sports and gender, sports and inclusivity. But it doesn't mean that you don't have people who will come at you for your takes because they see the world in a, in a different way. And man, your, your calm hand under control is something that is amazing because if it's me, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing smoke nine times out of 10. I'm, you know, I'm staying up late at night walking the the hallway of my kitchen, like coming at somebody with like clever lines. And you have a way of being really succinct and speaking to people and letting them know, like, you can't do that, but I'm happy that you're here. Like, help me understand how you do that, because I'm not good at that at all. Yeah, well, my wife would prefer I don't do it at all. She is you know, a believer of the Jay-Z doctrine, you know, beef up, don't beef down. And so she really, and she's right, quite frankly, uh, believes that I shouldn't be giving energy my own, uh, or, you know, energy and fuel in the conversation of people who are, you know, just trolling or just bad actors and not really looking to have an honest, organic uh, conversation. However, man can only be tested so much. And sometimes <laughs> I feel like I can't let this go. I've seen it. I can't just let it pass. And so the competitive nature comes out and I try to respond, but, you know, I try to respond with some education with some information to reinforce that I personally and we as people know exactly what we're talking about. We know what we speak of. And so I'm, I'm not just going to fire back with insults. I'm going to fire back with some knowledge. I also try to fire back with a little humor, some wit, show you that I'm not really taking you that seriously. But I'll also try to put in there, you know, thank you for watching or thank you for reading. Just to passive aggressively i'm being cordial being kind but i'm also letting you know that listen you're putting money in my pocket ultimately you spent the last 15 minutes reading three thousand words on something that you hated then you took another five minutes to compose this tweet and send it to me so uh, i i try not to do it too often but sometimes sometimes we all sin, right? Sometimes I stray. And so sometimes I say, you know what, I'm going to go back at this person, but I try to do it in a way that one is not going to get me canceled. Yep. And two will at the very least 
provide more context into what I believe, but provide more clarity for other people online who are of the mind that, oh, well, clearly no one has an issue with what you're saying. Clearly no one uh, is thinking, you know, misgivings about some of the topics you're talking about. You are just putting up these straw man arguments and you're beating us uh, to death with your, you know, unnecessary wokeness. Calm down. Canada's amazing. Let's keep it moving. And so part of it is I, I don't, if you'll notice, I don't often reply. I'll quote tweet because I want people to see yeah. exactly that people among them, your, your coworker at work, you know, the, uh, other person in the PTA meeting at the school down the street, they might be great, but they also probably have some problematic views on things that we probably shouldn't be talking about in the same way in 2021. So like, I, I love the, the wisdom by which you carry yourself. Right. And, you know, wisdom is, you know, life experience and knowledge kind of all mixing together. We kind of gain wisdom over time. But I would imagine that like young Donovan might not necessarily have responded the same way. Uh, I would I would imagine that there might be moments where like younger Donovan who didn't have the wisdom and the experience and the and the the insights kind of you know like this can mess up my bag. I'm I, so I'm gonna come at this a different way. Might might handle that differently. So what I want to do is I want to I want to travel back in time with you. The the, the theme of the show is talking to yourself, and what I want to do is I want to jump into the DeLorean. I there's a lot of time travel movies, but I build my life on Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. Not necessarily 3, 2 was the best one, but you know, it doesn't really matter at that point. But the idea of we're going to jump into the DeLorean. I'll drive. You're, you're the navigator. You're also controlling the music. And we're going to punch in a year in your life that you want to visit back. And we're going to punch this into the DeLorean. We're going to go back in time. And you're going to have the opportunity, now knowing all that you know about internet trolls, uh, about <laughs> about about sports in general, about life in general, about now being a husband and a father, all those things that you know, you have the opportunity to speak to young Donovan at a specific point in your life. So we're going to do that. If that's okay with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just this is going to be so tough to decide, but yeah, let's do it. So so that being said, we've we're now in the car. We you have you have chosen whatever we're we're listening to to kind of set, set, the, set the scene for us. So what year do you want to visit back? Let's go to, let's go to 2002, which is when I, if my math is correct, graduated high school and was going to university. So that hybrid period of, High school student, university student. Let's go. Let's go then. All right. So we've punched it in. We are flying back. And as we're as as we're going there, like, what do you remember? That was what we remember going on in the world in two thousand and two. That like stood out to you. Before we get into the into the the the, the micro, let's go macro. What was going on in two thousand and two at the time? What was what was big in music? Like for some reason, like like Nelly is in my head. And I don't know why that is. <laughs> Like, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it was the Country Grammar album or the sweatshirt. I can't remember which one, but like Nelly seems to be in my mind. Like what was going on in 2002 that you remember? Certainly Nelly. Uh, 50 Cent is, right. if not already here, he's coming soon. Usher, yeah. 
was a big tune, if not already, but soon. You know, that's the, the time frame. I think we're still a couple years away from Kanye, which was which was groundbreaking. Yeah, so so in terms of in terms of music and what was going on in the world. I mean, we were we were a little bit removed from 9/11. Yeah. So we still had in the same way that there's going to be a halo effect of COVID that lasts a long time. I feel like we're still in the wake or halo effect of 9/11 where people are getting used to traveling differently. And I'm like, I got to take off my shoes. I got to take off my belt. I'm like, what is this? It's so invasive. It's so, you know, I think that was, was part of the overall uh, culture. Um, you know, we're, you know, looking for alleged weapons of mass destruction. Uh, you know, those are the types of things uh, that, uh, that I recall. And then what was going on specifically that if we're going from macro to micro, like what was going on in young Donovan's life? Like what, what were, what were you thinking about? What were you dreaming about? What were you afraid of? Like what, what specifically would you want to, when you want to go back to that point in your life? It was all about sports, which in some ways things haven't changed, but I was a young athlete. I was transitioning from, you know, high school to university. I played football. So was continuing to play football and all of the focus was on sports and whether it was watching, consuming, playing, training, it was sports, sports, sports. That was the focus. And, you know, the reason I would want to go back to that point in time is because I didn't have a worldly view, right? The reason why I can't really tell you about what was going on in the world is because at that point in time, I didn't really care. I don't care what was going on in my world and, and how I was going to get a pigskin, you know, to an end zone. That was the focus. And I really enjoyed my time as an athlete, as a student athlete, a lot of the life lessons and even the methodology and, and philosophy that I had comes from being an athlete. You know, I, I approach and attack uh, my career and in the industry in the same way I did myself as an athlete, working on your strengths, um, and using those, you know, in conflict situations, but when no one's around, work on your weaknesses so that they become strengths when you need them, when the situation uh, calls for it. Being a good teammate, being supportive, understanding that, you know, it's a cliche, but together we all can achieve more. And, and you know, being a star in your role, figure out how you can impact winning and being successful. These are things I've brought with me into, you know, my broadcasting career and corporate life. And, and even viewing things on the scale of a bit of a debt chart, self-assessment of where am I on this debt chart? How can I continue to get better and climb you know, the ladder and compete with the other people? So that was my focus. But I wish I could go back to that time because I don't think I had the same value and intentionality on the relationships mm. that could have and were um, built. And so when I look at my time as a student athlete in high school, a student athlete in university, and now to my adult life, you know, all of my best friends, uh, you know, were teammates of some sort, some form or fashion. You know, all the weddings that have stood up at, at, and been 
in or the times I've been asked to be the best man, teammates of mine. Uh, some people I've gone through things with and that were really close to me and people that I find uh, as vertical mentors and confidants now. And I wish I just was more aware and cognizant of the fact that the thing that you're really going to get from this experience as an athlete, it's not how many touchdowns you score. It's not how many trophies you win. It's, it's not all of those accolades. I couldn't tell you what the score was. Uh, my first homecoming game at Western or my last one, I couldn't tell you who we played, but I could tell you about the conversations we had on buses and in the locker rooms. I could tell you what I learned from, from some of my teammates. So I wish I tried to do that even more. I reached out to other sides of our locker room. Let me go walk on the defense side and get to know those guys in the same way. Let me make sure that I understand what the guys from out West on my team are like, what the guys from the country on my team are like. Let me do that, not just for myself as a student athlete. Let me do that in my classes, in my program, in my dorm, and, and, and learn about people in my dorm that just weren't in my direct vicinity because they were on my floor. So I was enriched by the relationships that I got through sports, not the actual highs and lows of playing sports. Those are the things that I still have with me to this day. So my advice to me at that time would be, that's the thing you got to compete in. That's the thing you got to be conscious of because that's the thing that's going to have compound interest, not even just in the short term, but in the long term. So, before we 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 got to get back into the DeLorean a couple of seconds because the time is finite. I forgot to put gas in the car. Like we're we're mm-hmm. we're we're unlimited stuff, and it's a whole thing from like the second part where you have to put food in the food accelerator. The whole thing, but how how have relationships impacted your life now? Knowing knowing that knowing that you if you were able to talk, kind of talk to young Donovan in two thousand two, you'd be telling him to invest in these relationships. How have relationships because i would i would imagine obviously that you have built new relationships since then right in almost in almost 20 years right like you've built new relationships there are new friendships uh that that you've that you've built since then so what would you like how have relationships been sort of a part of your life that they weren't in that point so it's one of the things i say to young aspiring journalists or students that i talk to and I wholeheartedly believe it to be true. Relationships are life's greatest currency. And so in, in many ways, as, as black people, that's been to our detriment because we didn't have access to power and access to spaces where those relationships could be a real currency. But anything that I've done uh, in, in my life that I'm really proud of, it's not just down to me. It's down to having support from others, but it's also down to having a relationship with others so that I've been able to have the opportunity to do that. Or I've been able to learn uh, things that allowed me once put in that position to succeed. So, again, whether it's my career, whether it's, um, you know, philanthropic endeavors that, you know, I'm a, a part of relationships literally are life's greatest currency. And, you know, um, I, I had the opportunity earlier this week to interview LeBron James, which is bucket list. Uh, you know, for many, it's now like a milestone for me in my career. Like, okay, you're at that level. You got That's you big know, time. someone who, who doesn't sit down for interviews for, for many people. And I, and I was, this is an exclusive in terms of the only person in Canada 
I got to interview him ahead of his new movie, Space Jam. And so, yes, was I prepared? Did I present a great pitch deck to Warner Brothers and LeBron's team at what I would do with the interview? But also my relationship with the PR rep at Warner Brothers built up over time, over the, the good work that I've done um, with her, the support that I've given her and, and things that were important to her and how I could help and just, you know, support as a human being and, and not just treating her um, as a vehicle to access to movie stars, but treating her as a human being. The relationships and the currency I've built up with her over time, it has allowed me to, to be in that situation. Now, I still had to win the interview. I still had to, to once, uh, you know, given the opportunity to show them what I would do with it and why I was the right person. And I still had to, once given the interview, had to execute, had to ask good questions, had to be engaging and whatever. And now I, I still have to produce it and make sure that it looks good and find the right social channel so that many people see it. So there still is work to be done, but the, the relationship um, allowed me that opportunity. And thus, all those other things that I still have to do, relationships are going to allow me to do that. Having great understanding with an editor, having great understanding with a producer, knowing people across, not just Sportsnet, but Rogers Sports and Media to say, hey, I've got LeBron. This is really big. I'd love to promote it. How can I work with you so that it works with your show or your radio station? Is there some sound that I've got that would work with some of your storytelling around uh, Space Jam? Is there some sound that I've got that will work with the marketing team about building up our basketball coverage, right? Again, relationships in this instance, right, um, is, is life's greatest currency and it, it reaps life's greatest rewards. Well, I'm I'm glad that I got the exclusive to know that you're hanging out with Le- got to hang out with LeBron James. So I feel like I feel like the like the six degrees. Like I'm feeling pretty cool right now. That's like and that's right. and congratulations on that. Like that's that's a that's a big get. Like that's a that's a very 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 big get. Wow. So with that being said, now we got to jump back in the car, and the craziest thing happens. We're breaking the rules of time travel right now. You actually get to see yourself. You get to see you in all of the 2002 clothing that was popular at the time. So there might be a Band-Aid, there might be a headband, there might be a wrist, wristband, visor, visor, visor. visor upside down or backwards, yes, all that sort of stuff, right? 100%. Gigantic polo shirt with the, with the collar up or a really long Pop, white tee, yeah. all of those things. And you get the opportunity now to yell something to yourself out the window before we drive. What, what's that sentence? What are, what's something that you're saying to you before, before you drive off? Attack the hurdles, I think, would be the one thing. There's going to be difficult times. There's going to be times when it's it's not going to be fun. Attack those times because those things are really a, a privilege, right? That, you know, I have a friend who um, you know recently reminded me, um, you know, don't be upset about how much is on your plate when the goal was to eat. Right. So if we want all of this opportunity, if we want uh, to continue to, to build, it's not going to be easy. Right. We're going to have to go through some stuff to get it. And guess what? Guess who over time specializes in going through some stuff? Black people, you are people. Bet. You are from, uh, you know, uh, uh, cut from a cloth of people who over history, by definition, have gone through things. In fact, if you are alive right now, 
and you were black, you know, it is somewhat of a privilege. You know that you were pre-loved because someone at some point went through something just for you to be here. And they might still be, but definitely in your history, you know, Maya, Maya Angelou talked about uh, you are the hope and dream of a slave. And so, you know, that quote to me certainly hits different uh, because, again, someone somewhere went through something and, you know, part of their motivation to endure was that their offspring, their legacy needed to have, um, you know, an opportunity. And so that fortitude, that sweat equity, you know, as things get better, which is great, you know, I don't want us or me to lose that, right? It's incumbent upon me to make a better life for my son and my children, but to pass on, um, you know, that, that internal, um, you know, strength that we have as a people, whether it was, you know, immigrating, uh, to, to this country for, or different countries for many of us, whether it was coming through, um, you know, slavery or apartheid, whatever the case may be, we, uh, are the masters at making, uh, lemons, uh, lemonade out of out of lemons. So I would say to myself, <clears throat> tack the hurdles. It is literally in your DNA to do so. Um, so do it, and don't don't be upset by it. Embrace it. And with that, he looks confused as we're driving by. He can't believe that he's seen somebody who looks just like him, except a little bit older and with much better clothing. Because 2002, I mean, it was fun, but like I would not go back to those clothes at any point in time. Uh, much better have- clothing, much tighter clothing than maybe I would have appreciated at the time. <laughs> but also part of the reason why the clothing is tighter is because in much worse shape, in much worse shape. <laughs> and with that, we're in the DeLorean. We are driving back and we are back in 2021. Donovan, recognizing that your time is precious. Thank you so much for for sitting with me and hanging out with me for a little bit and school and schooling me on game. I I, I really do appreciate it. And hopefully uh, you've appreciated uh, this time travel back into your life as well. No, this time has been precious. It's been productive and it's given me some perspective. So thank you for this therapy session. <laughs> Let me know uh, where I can send uh, the bill, as I'm sure you charge by the hour, and I, hopefully I, I'll be able to write it off. I, I do, um, and I I only take cash, straight cash, okay. homie, straight yes. cash, homie. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. This has been Talking to Yourself with Chris Chase. A big thanks to our guest, Donovan Bennett, for sharing the story with us. Check out our show notes for a link to Donovan's latest article on sportsnet.ca and follow him on social media at Donovan Bennett. Our show producer and editor is Kenya Walters. Our audio producer is Ian Walters. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And when you do, please make sure to leave a five-star review to help us with our ranking. You can follow me, Chris, at on... uh, you can follow me, Chris, on all social media platforms at that Chris Chase and on my website at thatchrischase.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk more next week.